Well, what is up, everybody? Welcome. Thanks for joining us again. And we're just so thrilled that you've hit play. Again, I think this is the spiel every week where you hit play, wherever you're from. We're so thankful that you've taken some time out of your day to join us for our online gathering. And happy Father's Day. It's Father's Day. So to all the dads, and even if you aren't a dad, you're part of the Praxis community and uh, you're a guy, we just want to send love your way. We hope you get to enjoy the day today a little bit and enjoy the weather and all that's going on. And uh, we just celebrate all the fathers and all the men a part of our church uh, today. Now, if you weren't with us last week, this is actually a kind of a two-parter. We had an amazing time uh, with some guys here last week and um, had a great time just hearing their hearts as we talked about uh, racial reconciliation and uh, just some of the things that are going or we've been seeing happen in our world as far as race over the last little while. And I'm just so thankful for their input and their heart and just hearing what they have to say. We've been saying that these are kind of like back deck moments. This isn't as much a teaching from the scriptures but it's more uh, just us sharing as guys. And so these guys have actually come back and they're joining us again and they're going to help share a little bit here. It's so great to have you guys with us. Thanks for being with us again. So good to see you guys. Great to be back. Hey guys. All right. So we last week kind of started with a little bit of rapid fire. Let's do it again. I thought last week was fun. Okay. So if you had a suit, if you could be a superhero or have a superpower, what would it be? Jay. (laughs) <laughs> putting you on the spot i guess uh, like to be able to fly okay i want to fly be good Sweet. marco uh mine would be to read my wife's mind oh that oh you've thought this one through i like that <laughs> <laughs> uh I, my boys are into uh superheroes and stuff marvel marvel and all the wonderful things about it uh so i'm gonna say captain america cool Captain America. I like it. All right. First car. Do you remember first car? <laughs> I, I can. It, it, it was awful. It was, a, well, it's, it was supposed to be cool. It was an Alfa Romeo, which sounds really fancy, but like Laura can tell you, uh, it was, yeah, it was sketchy to say the least. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was my, it was Silva. Her name was actually Sylvia. I called her Sylvia. Nice. She was Italian. <laughs> she was no stallion. She was no stallion. I can tell you that. I love it. Um, mine was a 1998 Hyundai Elantra, uh, four door sedan. Uh, I had it for about four hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got into a car accident pulling out of uh, service Ontario parking lot. So that sucked. <laughs> I forgot wow. about that until now. So there you, that story is legendary. That's that was amazing. my first car. There you go. Wow, four hours. Sorry, Mark. Wow. That's, that's tough. Um, I had a, my first car, I think I was 20, uh, 19 or 20 and it was a VW, uh, Fox. Nice. A boxy car as a Fox. So sweet. All right. Raptors. Let's talk Raptors. Legitimate chance to repeat at Disney world. I know you don't watch a lot of basketball, Mark. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's at Disneyland, right? Anything can happen at Disney. For sure. Um, but I think. Right, they've been there before. Uh, I believe in the coach. I couldn't say that a year ago I believed in the coach. I should have. But, yeah, they have all the pieces. Everyone's so rested. Um, I mean, LeBron's rested too, so I'm a bit scared that of that. That is true. Like, even though I think MJ's the GOAT, LeBron is he's yeah. LeBron. So, um, but, yeah, Raptors have a legit opportunity to, to do it again. What do you think, Marco? I believe in Jay. So if Jay believes that the Raptors can do it again, then they can. Nice. Skeptical surge? 
I don't think it can happen. I am a Raptors uh, somewhat believer, but I guess you can call me a skeptic. Uh, I don't think it. This this year is a tough year, year for them. them. That's called a Spurs fan, isn't it, Serge? That's called a Spurs. <laughs> and they're, they're right. staying home, aren't they? They're at home, aren't? They? Did the Spurs even get the invite? I don't. I don't think they did. I, no, I, I don't yeah. think the Spurs got the. Invite. I see the I, I don't know. I have the yeah. Raptors playing the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Final, but I I I see Boston maybe. I, anyways, I see Boston potentially getting through. That, that's for another time. All right, pineapple on pizza. Yeah. yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Get it every time. Okay. It, it's called Hawaiian pizza. All right. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> we should just pray and close on that one, right? It's, we're, we're done with it. All right. Uh, what about uh, Tom Brady? Okay, Tom Brady, great, greatest of all time. Over under, like how I put that in there. Uh, over under for 30 touchdowns this year. With Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. With Gronk, I say over. over. over yeah. right. Fantasy football champion. This is right up your alley, Marco. Fantasy football champion. I haven't looked at the numbers yet, but uh, he did. He, he's done really well the last number of years, and uh, I, I don't think age is going to stop him, so I'm going to go over. Beauty. Drew, you just had to put a Tom Brady question in there. Every time, man. Every time. <laughs> um, I'm going to say over. I believe in Tom Brady. Me too. Me too. Last song you played on your phone. Uh, I'm yeah. Actually, last song was uh, the other day. I put on. Uh, I actually got to drive my car. <laughs> it sounds exciting, but uh, I had to drive somewhere, and I didn't have kids in the car. And um, sometimes I have music, and there's this, there's you know, the language can sometimes be sketchy. But sure. there was one one song, an artist from the UK called Dave. It sounds really like a tough guy, but uh, Dave. <laughs> but he, he has the song called Black. And he just, it's probably like from 18 months ago. Okay. And I remember actually playing it for some of our guys uh, last summer. And it just talks about like life as a, as a black person. And it, it kind of just unpacks things. But, you know, I think sometimes or a lot of the time musicians are extremely smart and sometimes see things before the rest of us do. But now, yeah, I just kind of listen to that as I was driving and just thinking about, about life. Cool. Cool. Marco, last song? I can't remember the last song I played on my phone, but in the the other day in my car, I put in the Alexis on Fire CD. Nice. So it's old school, but bringing it back. Search. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't remember the last song, but I do remember playing a playlist um, for a workout that we do with some of our guys uh, on Monday. So it was just that some some playlist, but uh, when I do like to, uh, I don't know, uh, listen to an artist. Uh, I love Drake. Cool. cool. All right. One final question then. Messi or Ronaldo? We've done the basketball. Messi or Ronaldo? Is it close? Messi. Whoa. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, I'd call you a traitor if uh, you didn't go for Ronaldo there, Marco. But uh, <laughs> Messi all the <laughs> way Marco has me. to. Yeah. Messi. Go Barcelona. Sweet. Nice. I, uh, I went to a Barcelona game five years ago, I think it was, and uh, Messi blew out his knee in the first, like, 30 seconds of the game. I think it was, like, two minutes into the game, so. Oh, it, man. It's, Messi, Messi's nothing, nothing to me now. <laughs> <laughs> he ruined your evening. Love it. Well, Paul says this uh, in Titus, you know, today's Father's Day. He gives some instruction, uh, just really, I think, important instruction to uh, 
you know, different groups within the church. Um, but in particular, you read in Titus 2, it says this, You, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Teach the old men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, in love, and endurance. And then he goes on, similarly, encourage the young men uh, to be self-controlled and everything set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people, It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purity for himself, a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. And we say amen to that. You guys did such a great job with us last week just, uh, you know, as we wrestled and talked through um, racial issues and some of the things we're seeing in racial reconciliation. I'd love to talk with you guys because you're all dads just about fatherhood and men in the church. And uh, I would love to talk to you as well about just passing this on, about mentoring the next generation because I know that's something on all, this is what's so beautiful about this group is I know it's on our hearts. So maybe just go around the horn quick. And I know you did this last week, you did an introduction, but just tell us again, just about your family. Maybe you can start, Jay. Uh, Yeah, so I'm uh, married to Laura. Uh, We have two kids, uh, Isabella is six and Joseph is three. Awesome. Marco. Uh, yeah, so I'm married to Chelsea, and we have a uh, son, Elias, who will be two in August. And uh, we have another boy that will be joining us uh, sometime in the next four to five weeks, so probably July of, uh, of 2020. Amazing. Amazing. All right. I'm married to uh, Nicole, and we have two boys, Noah, who is 14, uh, and Micah, who is nine, about to turn 10. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's so cool to know your families and know you guys and uh, just to see how your dads, maybe you could just tell us, what's one thing you love about being a dad? Today's Father's Day, hopefully you're getting the royal treatment. What, what would you say is at the top of the list as far as being a dad? I'll go first. Um, the one thing I love uh, being about being a dad is just really, I think, the unique opportunity to just... Um, to be um, to have somebody to enjoy life with, uh, to have people to enjoy life with, uh, and also just the ability to teach uh, different things, uh, whether it's teaching someone, uh, teaching my kid to ride a bike. There's something just so fulfilling about that, uh, or teaching how to you know do something. Um, it, it's it's pretty cool, and to just be able to see them grow up, um, it, it's something that's special about it. Um, you can't really explain that. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, for, for me, it's, uh, you know, I'm fairly new on this fatherhood journey, but uh, the last couple of years has just been watching Elias just learn. So, you know, um, you can almost see them learn when you, when you, you stare at him. And, uh, and I think just seeing him, him learn, seeing him discover what he likes and what he doesn't like, and just seeing how he's going to, uh, you know, react in certain situations and just watching him grow and learn has just been incredible for me. It's definitely a slower pace for sure. Just, you know, even walking down the street, letting walking at his own pace and just watching him play in the dirt and whatnot 
I don't know. It's just been, it's, it's been awesome. I've, I've really, really enjoyed that part of uh, fatherhood so far. Amazing. Jay. Jay. Uh, thinking about it, I, I think one of the things I love uh, being with my kids and probably why I like just kind of goofing around with them and joking around is like, they don't, they don't show any judgment. You know, they kind of, they kind of see you as they see you for the best. I think, I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah. I feel like when my kids look at me, they always try to see the best in me. And, and that's, you know, you know, I mean, you can, we can learn so much from that. And, and that's why it is so much fun and where, you know, you can just have so much with your kids. And, and even in moments where, you know, things are hard with work or in other things, you just kind of have those moments where it's just pure joy just for the sake of it. And it's just a, I know they're just a great reminder of, you know, just our humanness and, and the fact that we, we need that, you know, we need those moments to laugh and those moments to, to feel joy too. Yeah, fatherhood's amazing. We know, again, just like Mother's Day, we always say, we know that that's not a reality for everybody. And we always say, we, as a community, we want to come alongside those who want to be fathers and are anticipating that. And uh, we know that some of these landmarks that we celebrate, especially in the spring, aren't always the best moments for people. We, we, uh, we want to be a community authentic enough to put that on the table. And so if you're mourning today or you're wrestling through this and it's maybe you're experiencing pain, we just, uh, we acknowledge that and there's part of us that laments with those that um, you know are really hoping for that for their lives you know we've talked uh, had a great discussion last week I, I would love to hear from you guys a little bit just about you know men and dudes in the church again it is Father's Day what do you guys think the church needs from men in our moment like praxis and even beyond just the church in general have you guys thought through maybe um, what the church really needs for men. You know, it's an interesting, again, moment that we're in with this pandemic. A lot of people, uh, there's all sorts of pundits that, you know, are talking about the church in the future and what that's going to look like. But at this moment in history, even with some of the things we talked about last week and the pandemic and all that's going on, what do, what do you think? What, what, is it, what does the church need from us as guys? I think, I think one of the things that it needs is just uh, for guys to be consistent and present. So I think that, you know, to, to be able to be there, to be able to uh, just be in the moment and, and spend time with, uh, uh, especially the younger generation, spend time with them and listen to them and play with them. And um, I think that's a big, a, one of the biggest things that, uh, that uh, the church and, and society in general needs right now from men. Yeah, I would say that um, just... Um, one of the things that I totally agree with Marco, one of the things that's needed is uh, for uh, men to be present, for men to uh, be able to listen, uh, for men to, to lead by example, I think. Uh, the, right now, speaking of leading by example, there's a, there's a big leadership void um, in the world right now. And uh, it's, it's a very glaring uh, issue. I think a lot of the problems that we see uh, today, whether it's pandemic related or whether it's the recent racial sort of uh, awareness issues that, that are happening, we, we need leaders. And, uh, you know, we have an opportunity to, with being fathers, to uh, really mentor uh, and to show our young ones how to be leaders, how to just be good people. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, let's actually talk about that because um, Marco, what I love about you, Marco, we've known each other a long time and you've done, uh, you've been involved with youth ministry. You've poured your life out for others over the years in a church setting and it's been just so awesome to see. Now you're on the lead team at Praxis and what I love about your voice is just thinking about the next generation and whatnot. Um, I think a lot of people know your your work and, and your involvement. It'd be interesting to hear from uh, you guys, uh, Jay and, and Serge a little bit because um, some of your work is with young men in the community, especially through basketball. And I just, man, I've seen firsthand both of you, the work that you guys do, it's phenomenal. Coaching and leading. I've seen, obviously, Serge firsthand just at, with his guys at some of his games. And then Jay, I had the opportunity last year to uh, spend a week with the guys in the mornings for a Compass basketball camp. Do you, do you two just want to take a second and just share a little bit about what you're doing and what you're seeing as far as mentorship in, in the community and, and uh, uh, kind of raising up young men and what you're teaching them? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I, I mean, I'd like to answer the, the previous question yeah, as well, so, which kind of yeah. goes alongside the mentoring. I, I think that within within the church and just within within the society today, especially in a, in a Western world, um, there are a lot of men and a lot of fathers. I think we don't always know who we're supposed to be, and we don't always think we're allowed to make mistakes. And, and so sometimes we as men and as fathers, we, we trying to like right the wrongs of our own fathers and we get, can, can get caught up in a cycle of, 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 of trying to fit a certain mold and trying to live up to all these expectations. But I think like one of the things that I've just been trying to work on myself is just being comfortable in my own skin and, and knowing that like, I can't do everything. And if, if my kids say, you know, even yesterday, my daughter was like, Oh, dad, like, I wish we could have a bigger house and I wish we could have this and I could wish I could have that. I need to be okay with that as a dad and just be like, actually, like, we can't afford that right now. And, and, and I don't have to go to bed worrying about that or feel like I'm letting my family down. That's just how it is. And, and it's okay. And I, and I think it's as men, we, um, yeah, just to find a, a definition of, of what a man is and who do I look up to. And then I think it's, it's been helpful for me because my dad passed away years ago and so you know i don't have a, a dad that i can just call and ask for advice but to be honest like i've like god's put men in my life some of them they don't even know about it but i look to them and i look to them as as an example and i, I look to them for encouragement and also um just to see how and i think when the, with the guys that i work with um so they are predominantly high school age boys i think it's kind of the same i think as a as a coach I realized that we have an opportunity, again, within this Canadian environment, which loves sport. And I realized that, you know, for a lot of boys, their coach is potentially the strongest figure in their lives mm. in school. And I know when, when I played at, at high school, like, I remember every single coach that I had, whether good or bad, you know, like I remember it. And I think it's important for me to, to you know, as I mentor uh, players or mentor these boys that I also need to be myself and I call like when I stand in front of my players I can't say to them hey I'm coach Jay I played division one basketball I went to the NBA actually I didn't do either of those things but in who I am I work as hard as I can to help you I work as hard as I can to educate myself as a coach and, and in everything that I do but I think it's really important like for guys to know, especially in the church, that you don't have to be like someone else. and You don't have to be like Drew or you don't have to be like Serge or Mark or Jay. 
You just have to be how God created you and then see who you can affect within that. I just think it's, uh, yeah, just for me, just over the last year or so, like that's been something that I've seen um, in my own life and, and people that I know, just like God used people in how he created them as opposed to like trying to fit this perfect mold in the church, which sometimes make, I, honestly, I think in the church, it's sometimes worse mm-hmm. because we're trying to live up to this thing and we're trying to live up to being perfect in every way. And then when we don't and we fail and we screw up, it's even harder to own up to that. And uh, yeah, I just think it's it's um, it's being being okay in your own skin mm-hmm. and, and knowing and trusting God in that and then figuring out like how do I affect other people in my personality and in the, the skills and the gifts that God is, has given me and in the area that he's, that he's put me in. What I love about you, Jay, and I know this isn't just like to pump your tires, but um, just being at the camp and watching you coach and the drills going and everybody's going hard and then the whistle blows and then there's these just incredible teaching moments. Uh, it really blew my mind that uh, what you're doing through Youth for Christ and through Compass Basketball as you raise these kids up is not just about basketball and uh, those those images will be very vivid in my memory for a long time of just going hard and and working you know with kids obviously on their skills but then these little moments of just um uh, just to see the impact of you pouring into their lives it was it's pretty incredible serge you have a a group a competitive group of uh i guess what are they 14 under now they're they're 14 and under yeah crazy how time flies just share, like, what are the mentoring things you've got, to, what you've seen and you've experienced through that and, you know, pouring into lives in the community? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's been interesting. I first started coaching when I was uh, 20, I was, uh, or 20 or 21. I was volunteering, actually just uh, filling in for, for Nicole, actually, who was coaching a team of, uh, um, uh, like, a, in the Chinese community. And I filled in for her and... Um, and I never thought I would be a coach down the road. Um, and then years later, I um, started coaching uh, Noah, uh, who's now 14. And uh, it's been about four or five years. And uh, I've been coaching that um, more or less the same group of kids uh, with some that have gone and, and, and some new ones that have come. And uh, it's been eye-opening what it means to be a coach. Um, a coach is not just somebody who gives X's and O's, but for me, the, the thing that's been uh, the most eye-opening thing is how much you're relied upon to be a mentor. Um, a lot of the, the kids that are within our care, within our community, the community that Jay and I serve, um, don't have, um, they don't always have fathers who are around. Whether they have fathers who who live with them, but they're not always around or equipped to help them uh, the way that a coach can. Uh, and it's pretty amazing uh, to be able to see that. And, um, and as, as they get, get older, they start relying less on uh, their parents, uh, but then they start to look more uh, towards their coaches and the yeah. other men in their lives. And that's been the most eye-opening thing for me. And uh, I've just loved the opportunity to uh, to be able to uh, mentor and then to show them how, even with the difficult cases that we get, difficult uh, athletes that we get, that you know you could easily just write off. Um, I've learned as well 
who Jay, I think Jay said this one day to me. I don't know if he remembers that. Um, he's had probably four or five of those kids that you could just easily write off. But yeah. uh, the thing that you have to do is to give them a chance because no one else will otherwise. And to me, that's what it's about. Cool. Well, again, and I don't, yeah, I've just seen firsthand uh, your work and the, the ministry that's involved. What I love about it, just to encourage you guys, is just the, the blurred lines in many ways. And that's, I think, a good thing of just caring and loving these guys and, and raising them up. And then the basketball side, too, obviously, of uh, skill development. All that. And, and just, just to add to that, too, if yeah. you mind, Drew, is yeah. uh, there is also an opportunity standpoint for it that, that comes with uh, coaching as well. So obviously the mentorship uh, is, is great and it's important. But uh, Jay and I both coach uh, competitive teams, and there's huge opportunities that come with that. And we're trying to provide opportunities for these kids to, to first of all, value school um, and hopefully get an opportunity to play post-secondary sports, uh, basketball, somewhere down the line. And some of them could be pros down the road, too. Um, so it, it's, it's also about giving them those opportunities where that may not have existed before. Yeah. yeah. One, of the, uh, one of the most profound things that I saw, and I, we you know, might have spoken about this earlier when, in another day, but you know, The Last Dance, which was an, a documentary on, on ESPN about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, but one of the most profound moments uh, in that whole series, all 10 op- episodes that Laura had to watch with me, but um, <laughs> just, it, I, and I'll never forget it, was that moment, uh, you know, after the first time the Bulls won the championship after Michael Jordan's father had passed away. And we, we saw him celebrate, we saw him in the, in the championships before, but in that first championship they won without his dad, and they show him on the court, like just the look in his face. And then when they go into the change room, he just fell into the ground mm-hmm. and just started sobbing. Um, and it just in that moment, you see this guy that people look up to that everyone wants to be like, and he's just sobbing because he just wishes his dad could see him. And another, like literally the next day, I saw this uh, interview with Tom Brady of all people, Drew, I thought I'd, I'd give you a shout out hey, there. Hey, but I love Tom, it. Tom Brady was interviewed and they asked him, I think it was also after Super Bowl or before a Super Bowl and said like, who was someone that you look up to? And he started to think for a bit. And then he said, and then he said, you know, actually my dad. And then he started talking and as he starts to talk, he just goes quiet and he's just overwhelmed with emotion. Mm-hmm. And then he starts talking about his own father and what his father meant to him. And again, I, to me, those are profound moments to see these men that everyone you know, looks at and want to be like. And sometimes people worship them. And, and these two men are just are speechless when they speak about their own fathers and are mm-hmm. overwhelmed with emotion when, when they talk about their fathers. And uh, I think that's a, that's a special thing. And there's, there's something to that. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Mark, let's talk about the church. Um, You know, one of the things we said on Mother's Day with the moms is, you know, there may even be people that choose not to have children. But one of the things we said, and I believe it to be true, deep down in my bones, I believe it to be true, is that even if people don't have their own children, 
having spiritual children is so, so important, all of us. And here we are on Father's Day, and I believe exactly the same. We need fathers in the church, whether we have our own biological kids or not. I know around, around this discussion we do. It'd be just interesting to hear, you know, your involvement with the church. You're such a great voice in helping lead our church forward. You know, what should we be depositing into the next generation? What you know, what do you, what do you hope for your, your own kids? And we can say, you know, plural here, cause we're just weeks away now from, you know, you having two, two kids and it's so exciting. As we think about the church and your own family, what do you want to leave for the next generation? You know, it's t- time to start thinking like that. It's crazy. For sure. No, you're absolutely right. It is uh, definitely crazy. Just thinking back, you know, about myself when I was a teenager uh, or younger in, uh, in church um, and just looking at the people that influenced me and it wasn't, for me, it was a little bit different. Uh, it wasn't necessarily my father, though he was present and whatnot. Um, you know, uh, he was distant as well. And so for me, what impacted my life, both spiritually and, and, and my day-to-day life as well, was a lot of the, uh, the interactions I had with other men within the church, right? Um, and so that's, that's always on my mind as to how can I be that as well? Um, and I think that I've got some work to do in all honesty and transparency. I think I have some work to do to get there um, because I don't think I'm there quite yet. But I think that what we need to do as men and women uh, of the church, I think for both, is that we have to be able to open up our doors to other people's kids, to mm-hmm. other, to, you know, um, the, I, my door has to be open to Jay's kids and yours kids and, and Serge's kids so that they can come over and hang out if they want. Um, mm-hmm that they can feel comfortable asking questions if they want, you know, create safe spaces where um, kids can be, you know, themselves at home, their own home. But if they're not able to be themselves there, they can be themselves at at your place. Um, Yeah. 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 We often say, and I know, uh, and we say this in our, in our, with our team as well. And I know it's cliche, but it does take a village. It really does take a village. And I think cliches are cliches, for a reason is because there's a lot of a lot of truth in in that and just what it takes and it's going to take spiritual mothers and fathers and we want to encourage our own church family as you're listening to this and all the guys that you really do have a part part to play as we hear about both in the church and then in the community this mentoring and this cultivation of leading other other people we need you the, ch- the church we need you uh, to join in and jump in I love the idea of the open door it's just so important such great insight here uh, well, let's let's close with this maybe one last thing and then we'll uh, we'll close our time and let the dads get Get to what they what they are. Hopefully, maybe in our family, some shawarma drop off. Hey, or go get me maybe just I'm just putting it out there. But anyways, it's like less than a kilometer away. So uh, my my daughter's behind the camera right now, and she's she's nodding her head. Are you nodding? She's nodding her head. So it's good good times. Just let your mom know. Um, but I would just you know maybe go around the horn here. What's one thing? I know we've we've already deposited a lot. Uh, over these two weeks, and I just want to thank you. But what would be one thing you could just encourage the guys with? Uh, today on on dad's day and and dude's day (laughs) i i think for me just uh, one of the things i think serge said earlier was about uh just leadership and and the need for leadership uh in the church and i and i think it's you know for anyone uh, but especially that there is a need for for men uh whether they're fathers or not but for men to to influence to influence the people around you uh whether it's your colleagues uh whether it's younger people i know sometimes I've spoken to guys who are like, well, Jay, I can't play the guitar and I don't want to do Sunday school and I can't do that. But it's, you know, there's, there are other ways to affect people. And I think it's just find a way to, 
to, to influence um, people around you, uh, whether younger than you or older than you, but find something that is natural to you, that feels good to you, um, where you are comfortable and, and see, you know, who it is that you could influence and, and maybe speak life uh, without you even knowing it. You could be bringing life and speaking life uh, into someone's heart that really, really needs it. I, I think uh, just as I'm speaking, I, I remember um, and I realized in, in this quarantine, as I thought about it, that there are a lot, and I'm, I'm including myself in this, there are a lot of lonely men. And when I say lonely, I mean like just guys who, who, who want friendship, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to almost have a confessional here, but like I realized like I want friendship, like I want deep friendship with other guys that are meaningful. That is more talk than just, you know, the game last night, because I know that when I've had that in my life, it's changed my life. And when I've had that input and, and you know, a surge is someone that he, he might not even know it, but he's someone that has affected my life and spoken life into me and challenged me uh, as a man, as a father, as someone who follows Jesus. And I realized, and over this quarantine, I've realized that as guys, we need that, especially. And, and not only do we need it, but we need to go and seek. Like, we can't just be scared and shy and whatever. Like, I do believe that genuine, authentic relationship and friendship can help bring life and that God can speak uh, through that. So good. Marco, what do you think? What's one thing you could kind of look into the camera, guys of Praxis, those that are watching, especially during this unique time? What do you think? Yeah, I would say just uh, not to be afraid to look weak. Uh, You know, that's, uh, I'll I'll be completely transparent, that's always a fear that I have is to, you know, um, be embarrassed or to uh, make myself look, look silly or whatever the case is. So, I would say that, you know, within church context and just in general to, to not be afraid of that, that, uh, um, you know, not to be self-conscious, uh, about, about that specifically and to, to reach out, you know, like Jay said, I think we all long for those deeper relationships. And so I think, uh, just, just step out on the limb, reach out and, uh, and try to develop those relationships. So good. Serge, what do you think? Yeah, these guys put it very well. Um, I think I would echo the same thing. Um, I think that for men, it, it, it's important to be able to reach out. It's not within us naturally to, to be vulnerable. Um, but, but I think more than ever, uh, especially within the church, you're in a safe space where you, you are people who believe in the same thing, who hope for the same thing. So... Um, what better environment to be in and to be in the church. Uh, and, you know, there are a lot of great guys I know at Praxis that, uh, that, that are great. I think um, it's, 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 it, it'll be good to reach out, um, whether it's you doing the reaching out or, or being reached out to. I think, uh, I think that's important. Um, yeah, I, I, would, I would just add as well that, uh, you know, again, going back to my comments on leadership void is um, kids look up to us. Um, I've realized that more and more, especially having my uh, teenager now mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, coaching a team uh, that kids look up to us and uh, we have to be able to to show them the way. We have to show them how and uh, we can do it for each other and we can do it for the ones coming up after us as well. Amazing. Yeah, well, this has been so good, guys. Your input has 
been so great. And uh, again, I think this is kind of like a back deck bonfire moment where we've just been able for a couple weeks just to kind of kick back and we need to hear what's going on in each other's lives. And this has been really beneficial for me. I know for our community, I know those, those of you that are listening, uh, this is, I'm sure, has been an encouragement to you as well. You know, we had these two weeks before our summer campaign that, and summer series that we're going to start. And I think this has been the best way to kind of wrestle through. And our prayer, my prayer, is that this would just start conversation. We know many of our communities are meeting over Zoom and many of you are connecting together. Uh, I pray that last week as we talked about uh, racial issues and reconciliation, and this week about you know mentoring and fatherhood and the role that we all play that this could as well just start these little micro conversations all over the place as God carries us further so what a great way to be, be able to kind of have these two weeks together and I just want to say thanks to you guys for hanging out with us just to let you know if you're part of the practice community we start actually something pretty big next week next week we start a brand new series for the summer months called Faith for Exiles and we have actually delivered this book to every single hopefully every single household in the church and we just want to let you know that if you for some reason are a part of practice praxis and did not get this please reach out to us uh, it will it sh- should have arrived or should be arriving uh, it's kind of a big operation to get everybody books and stuff like this so we wanted to let you know that if for some reason you didn't get it just please reach out we'll get one to you and this is a great great book that's going to lead us through some discussion about discipleship in our current moment and uh, we're going to take the principles from this book and also look to the scriptures and I think it's really going to lead us well in what it means to be faithful disciples in a very changing moment and obviously this book was written before corona we even have some things to to wrestle through around COVID-19 and corona what this means for us and I think it's going to be really great we actually have a midweek podcast we'll be doing as well and uh, some different resources we're going to send your way because of this and I'm really excited about it so join us next week as we jump into that that eight or nine week series over the summer months of July and August hard to believe it's here but again thanks you thank you to you guys let's do this let's let me just pray this again over us as a church and we'll be on our way let's say let me say it over you father whose son jesus is the good shepherd of your people grant that when we hear his voice that we know him who calls us each by name empower us to follow where you lead us you live and reign one god forever and ever and we all say together amen grace and peace we'll see you next week thanks guys we'll see you soon